Heart of a lion, no need for a lion. You know where to find me, the jungles where I am. The wolves is hungry, they pack is dying. What would you do if your little son or daughter was crying? We hunt our prey no matter the climbing. They want us to fall, we keep on climbing. Look at them birds just to see where they flying. See them alligators when the lake is drying. Homicides, do or die. Dorsey high, I was high, running suicides. And who am I? Animal nigga, eat the brains of this Ferrari like I'm Hannibal nigga. Niggas jumping out the trees. Gorillas go bananas with the beams. We go ape shit, fuck all that snake shit. We banging on the cage like. Fuck what they feel Have a nigga leaning Soon as I pop his seal Put it to work like Copperfield I got it, it disappeared Heard you was looking for me I'm right here Standing in the jungles with the baby stone Cash money in my pocket Get my baby on Only eat the pussy if it tastes like avion Tell her run my shit back like Le'Veon Yeah, sitting in the bucket About to trip me a nigga Yeah, Los Angeles Clip me a nigga Yeah ATF, tip me a nigga uh, Like Black Channel, I'ma give me a nigga Pause Gang injunctions don't stop the function, yeah Trees by game, Patron consumptions, yeah Born in the jungles where wolves be hunting I put that on Mary Ann, that I am what I am, nigga Fuck the slimes, I want the pie Why ask why, till we die Watch us all stand in line For a slice of the devil's pie Come in the lecture Drugs and thugs, women wine My next guest is a rising artist from L.A. He has gone on tour with The Game, been in the studio with Dr. Dre, and was even signed at one point. Now, he's currently doing the independent route. He's gearing up to release his new project, Nostradamus. Introducing Osby Chip. I'm trying to make it overseas and bring my niggas with me. Hopefully, all these levels ever gave me was a couple G's. And I blew through that shit like it was a breeze. Got rich, went broke, got rich again, and my bitch still loving me. Real player with it. My son, I never know this life I'm living. God willing. Sipping on this class here, I zoom. I never got a hand out, I had to pay my dues. Back when school and ASAP was off the weed and bruise. Let me live up in the Sherm house I was selling water, rapping on this laptop What you know about living life with the have-nots All I got is pain for these niggas All this pain I was given We didn't have shit, nigga, now we stacking these millions I had to stop selling drugs and go and open a business But that don't mean I still ain't with the business Welcome back to the podcast, everyone Today I'm with a very special guest The one and only Oz V. Chill Yeah, that's how I go by Everybody called me Oz, so mm. um, Kind of like Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah. When I first started listening to your music, I thought it was like a acronym. I thought it was like OSBE. No, it is an acronym though. It's okay, on, what's the acronym then? Own shit before everybody. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Yes, sir. 
And dude, the it's crazy because um how I found your music is honestly how I find everyone's music. I can stem like every song and artist I've listened to from two artists, either Lil Wayne or The Game. Okay. And I found The Game through Lil Wayne. Like for me, yeah. I'm I'm only I'm only twenty, so okay. When I for my first song I ever listened to was the um, Soldier by Beyonce and Lil Wayne. Yeah. Like Destiny's Child and um. And like Little Wayne really stuck out to me when I was listen, listening to that. Oh yeah, so he had like, the hardest verse on that song. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and then I only got into the game after um, Little Wayne was on. He was featured on My Life. Remember that song? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite fucking songs. That's fucking nuts. And there's like the dogs barking in the beginning, and like yeah. that guy like fell through the window or whatever. That was nuts. <laughs> yeah, that was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I then I listened. To, so I listened to the game's um, the 1992 album, okay. And I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to the features. I didn't even realize you were on that album until I listened to his retirement album. If you can, like, he might come out of retirement. Who knows? Yeah. But his retirement album, and you were on that. You were on Carmen Electra. Yeah. And honestly, you probably had the best best verse on the entire album, though. In general, <laughs> fucking. Like the Black China part? Oh, Black yeah, China, yeah. Give me pot. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. Nah, yeah, real shit. Nah, yeah, that was an experience. Um, on the 1992, I wasn't I wasn't credited, like, as far as on the album. So it was mm. hard for a lot of people to uh, find me and figure out who I was. But, like, you know, I got fans to this day right now hitting me up like, yo, it took me days searching to see who that was on 1992. Like, you know, I'm credited on, like, Wikipedia and shit like that. So they ended up finding me and shit. And so now everybody, actually it was just the uh, anniversary of 1992 yesterday, so. Oh shit. Yeah. That's exciting as fuck. Yeah, it's like, been four years. And he like, he basically gave you like your own little beat too, didn't he? Cause yeah. it was like True Colors slash, what was the other part of it? Uh, it's on. It's on. Yeah. And then you had that whole part to yourself, right? Yep, killed that whole shit. Produced by Bongo, by the way. Dude, that guy is a legendary producer. Yes, yes, he is. And it's crazy. So what, that was my first time ever fucking meeting game the day that I did that verse. Ever. Oh, like, shit. the homie, he hit the homie up uh, who produced and all of that. You feel me? And the home, the producer homie hit me up and was like, yo, I'm about to go to uh, one of game's sessions. Do you want to go? I'm like, hell yeah, that's game. Like, <laughs> so I go and like, I'm in the, I'm in, the, I'm in game studio now and I'm just standing there like, I don't know, nobody in this motherfucker. Game is in the booth. He's recording. He looks at me, put his headphones out, come out the booth. I'm like, oh shit, man. Feel me about this? <laughs> he told me, he like, who is you? Like, I'm like, oh, I'm Osby. Like, you feel me? Like, what you doing? I'm like, I do music. He's like, let me hear something. He literally plays like 30 seconds of my song, turns it off, and was like, yeah, I want you on the album. He's like, I want you to go on tour with me too. So I ended up oh, going shit. on that 1992 tour and all of that shit. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, bro. And I, I first I thought he was capping. I'm like. Like, damn, this nigga game fucked up, man. You feel me boost me up like that? Shit, I swear to God, bro, three weeks later, I get a phone call, and there's him. I don't even know how he got my number. He like, <laughs> he like, pack your shit. I'm like, oh, shit, all right. <laughs> pack Jesus, it up, bro, man. I'm on tour. Yeah, that shit was crazy. I feel like he's like a father figure in California at this point. Like, yeah, like I'll be listening to like any of his albums. Like maybe not the very first one. Bro out here, Unk, whatever you call him. Like you gotta remember, game 
held the West down for a long time. It wasn't nobody like out the West, you feel me, until Mustard and YG and all of them start booming, you feel me? So it was mm. like a seven year span where nobody really cared about the West Coast, but they fucked with game, you feel me? Yeah. Yeah, so it was definitely an honor. He always put, I feel like he always puts on like up and coming artists too on his albums and they like always have a fucking nut songs. Yep, he, he took um, uh, Kendrick on his first tour and he took Nipsey on his first tour. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, and then I'm like, I'm the literally the third person after them, you feel me? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the whole you- lot of, <laughs> whole lot of shit I'm trying to live up to, you know what I mean? Yeah, do you feel like that's like a weight on your back or do you feel like oh, it's nah. more like inspirational? Nah, it's not a weight. You know, you know that saying they say God don't uh, you know, put nothing on you that you can't handle, you know what I mean? So mm. I feel like it was meant for me, you know what I mean? I've been wanting this all my life. You feel me? I've been wanting to fuck with Snoop, Dre game. Like that was my dream since a kid. Like so it just happened how it was supposed to. Mm. And you've met Dr. Dre too. Like what? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, a couple times. I actually was just at his studio like two weeks ago recording. Oh shit. Yeah. Is this like whole like divorce thing like getting under his skin though, or is it, like he's still coming to the studio with you guys? Or I don't think so, but I, I wouldn't know. You know, that's that's his personal business and stuff. For sure. You know, it's fucking nuts when you get to like a platform like that. That that stuff like matters to fans and stuff. Fans and everybody. Yeah. I mean. Like like my mom says, my mom always like, oh, why you want to live in a fishbowl? And I never mm. understood that. I'm like, what's a fish? What do you mean live in a fishbowl? Like, and it's like you know how you 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 know how people look at fish from the outside and like just mm. swim around. <laughs> That's basically what it is when you're a celebrity. It's just like everybody's looking at your life. You feel me? Trying to see where you're gonna swim to next. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking so, nice. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like. Like here in Seattle, because this is like a Seattle-based podcast. Oh yeah. One reason that's crazy. One re- a lot of my producers I'm working with right now, they all from Seattle. Oh shit. Yeah, the dude that I'm dropping a tape with, um, October 25th. His name is Eric G. He's from Seattle. He produced oh. all rap city shit. Like you feel me? Signed to Rock Nation and all that. Like he, he's a big producer from Seattle though. That's crazy. Like we have so many like hidden. Pro- it's weird because we have like a, t- a ton of talent here. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them is like hidden, and then they'll just like go over to California somewhere, yeah. and then like some Cali Allers will be like, "Oh yeah, I've already connected with that guy." And then we're here in Seattle, being like, "What the fuck? We don't <laughs> even know this guy is a producer or an artist." Yeah. So I mean, that's what the whole podcast. The day. That's what the whole podcast is about. Is basically like bridging that gap because a lot of Seattle artists feel like they don't really get the shine they deserve here, so like they leave to like go to people like you, and like it works out for them, but like. Yeah, we don't really have like a gatekeeper here when it comes to like artists. Like no one's like, oh shit, we need you heard that of, little you heard of Castro now. from out there. Uh uh-uh. Check him out. Shout out my boy Castro. He from uh Seattle. He an up and coming artist coming up out of there. He's pretty dope. So when you get a chance, check him out, Honey Castro. Yeah, you definitely have the connection with all these guys. I'll definitely interview them all, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. We don't really have gatekeepers here in Seattle. Like we don't like little Mosey and Macklemore are dope as fuck, but no one's like, oh shit, we need like a cosign from them to blow up. Yeah. But do you feel like is Game kind of like a gatekeeper in California, or Dre definitely people kind of feel like he is? Uh, I would say, I mean, I wouldn't call Game a gatekeeper because he doesn't like he's not gonna close the gate on anybody. 
Mm. You feel me? Like, I look at the gatekeepers as if, like, you feel me? Like, oh, you got to do so much for me to open this door for you. You feel me? Like, mm. open this gate for me. And game, he's like, oh, you rap? You, you trying to do with your... All right, here, go ahead, go in. You feel me? It ain't no, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, nah, you got to prove yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he going to let you go in and, and do what you need to do. And if it don't work out for you, then it don't work out for you. If it do, it do. You feel me? And mm. that's, that's how he is. I, I would say he more of, like, He's like the person you can go and get the key from. <laughs> Shit. Like, you feel me? He's a, he's a locksmith, bro. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I would say that. But Dre definitely gatekeeper, you know what I mean? He, you know, uh, Snoop Dogg, you know what I mean? All of those, you know, the, the people that pass the torches, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they- Do you they, feel- Go ahead. Do you feel like, because there's so many artists in California, there has to, there's probably millions if you think about it. Definitely. Like. Do you need like cosigns from certain people, or do you feel like you know like YG's like I did it without Dre like on songs like that? Yeah. Like how hard is it to actually do something like that? I mean, it is hard without you know. I would say it's even harder without a cosign. You know what I mean? But I would say like even with the cosigns, you still gotta you feel me live up to those cosigns. You know what I mean? So I would say. Actually, I would say it's kind of harder for you once you get a cosign because it's like mm-hmm. everybody's expecting you to, you feel me, be the next Kendrick or be the next Nipsey Hussle. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I would say it's harder with a cosign, you know, than without. I feel that. Yeah. So when did how did you get your start in music? Actually, well, I've always been doing music. Like since middle school, I've always played trumpet and piano. You know, I've been I'm a big jazz head. You feel me? I love jazz music and stuff like that. So I've always had like a music, you know, background. And then plus my dad, he's always had a studio in the house all my life because he rapped, you feel me? Yeah, so I've always just been around it and fascinated by it. Like, and my dad bought me my first studio when I was like probably about 11, 12. And it's it's been a rap since then. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Damn, so what's your process like then? Like, are you writing like every single day? Are you going to the studio every single day? Is it... Is it in house or out of house? Uh, I'm I'm in the studio every day, like, but I um I'm not necessarily writing. You know, uh, I'm kind of using the, the Jay Z method. You feel me? It was just you know a lot of shit. Just I build it up in my head and then you know go right away. Cause my process right now with music is like if I hear a beat, I want to get on it right away. Like even if I'm at home, I don't listen to beats at home because I feel like I gotta record. If I hear something, I gotta record mm-hmm. it right now. Feel me? So I like to wait till I get to the studio. I pull up all the beats people send me or stuff that, you know, we might make in the studio and just go in right then and there. Mm. So it's, is it like less of like a writing thing and more of like a kind of like if you think about like a exorcism type thing where it's just like all coming out of you when you're right. building all that shit up? <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was telling uh, my friend the other day, I was like, when I was a kid, I used to, uh, I used to draw and shit, but like my process was drawing. I used to start and I would just close my eyes and just move my hand around and let my hand just do whatever it's doing. Then I open my eyes and look at it and see an image out of that scribble. You feel me? And I would trace that image that I see. You feel me? Color it in and I got my piece now. You feel me? That's kind of the same thing I do with rapping. Like, you feel me? I just scribble around a bunch of shit in my head and then I see where I'm going with it. I get my concept and I know what the concept is now and I just stick with that and just you know, mm. take it from there. That's dope as fuck. 
I um, I had that happened to me one time when I was drawing a picture like in middle school. I drew some scribbles and it turned out to like end up being like a dragon somehow. Yeah, exactly. I, I literally cut that shit out and laminated it. I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, how did that happen? Oh man, for real, that's exactly the feeling right there. So with this, you have a new project coming out soon, actually, and like, how did that happen? Is it because of the quarantine and it's just? Is, is there like motive? Is there motivation and inspiration from everything that's been going on in the world, or I've been trying to stay away from that? I yeah, I don't really too focus on you know. I mean, I focus on COVID and all that. And, you know, try to stay, you know, safe and clean and stuff like that. But I don't really too focus on like everything that's going on in the world, like the election and all that shit. I see it, but you know, I I just create, bro. I'm not really you know like into. Mm-hmm. It's more about my life and stuff and the things that I'm going through that that I create and the things that I see my people and peers going through around me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. in that aspect, yeah, you know, on you know, I make music based off that type of stuff. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say the the quarantine like motivated me. Like I, I'm I've been fucking quarantining all my life. <laughs> I'm an <laughs> introvert, so I'm you know I'm not around a lot of people anyway. Like you feel me? If you watch my videos and shit, there don't be a lot of people in my videos. You feel me? I know a lot of people, but mm-hmm. I just like to move along. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it definitely makes sense. I feel like there needs to be a good mix of albums coming out that focus heavily on what's going on with the virus and everything, and then yeah. albums that kind of like get you out of that zone and just feel like everything's kind of like normal, even if it's like that. 20 to 50 minute time in your day listening yeah. to that album yeah yeah pretty much that's how that's how i feel when i'm in the studio you know it just take me away you mm-hmm. know what i mean but yeah bro i don't know about you but i'm like a i'm like a hip-hop like geek nerd even like i listen like anytime there's a new artist coming out or anything like i always hop on it with there's with there being so many artists in california whether it's as competition or as a fan, do you check it, tap in with everything that's going on in California, or do you kind of just stick to your group and know who the idols are and try to work your way up to them? What do you mean as far as, like, collaborations and stuff, or just, like, listening to their music? Well, let's do both then. Let's start with, like, listening. Like, do you pay attention to the up-and-coming artists in in California, and also when you hear an up-and-coming artist, do you try to collaborate with them, or how does that um, work? I pay attention to all artists, you know, I see, I see them, you know, like, and, um, you know, everybody inspires me no matter what type of music it is. But as far as like listening to new artists and stuff, I really don't listen to too much new music. Like I listen to mm. fucking funk and Sly and the Family Stone, and like old ass fucking music and shit. You feel me? James Brown and shit like that. Believe it or not. That's mm-hmm. the shit that I listen to like on the daily, like, you feel me? But Collaboration wise, like I've collaborated with um, Cali artists like Mozzie and Game, of course, you feel me? And um, a couple underground artists as well. Like, so I don't have a problem with collaborations, but um, yeah, I don't listen to too much new music. Mm. I feel that. Cause like when you, as soon as you started talking about like jazz and stuff, yeah, I was thinking of like, I don't know if, I guess you haven't heard, but Terrace Martin just released a new album. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. I, I don't know him personally, but I fuck with Terrace Martin heavy, bro. Like a lot of the producers I fuck with, they all in the same circle and shit. So mm. yeah. he um released a new project called The Dinner Party, and there was like the did the original yeah, Dinner Party came out. It came out like a few months ago, and then they just remixed it. You know, like the deluxe version. Mm-hmm. 
And basically, it's all the same songs, just like with artists on it, like Corday and Snoop Dogg's doing the entire like he's like narrating the whole album. Yeah, so I get nuts. Not definitely. I'll definitely check that out. What's ironic about that is the producer that that's producing this project that I'm dropping, he signed to Ninth Wonder. Oh shit! Signed to Jamla Records. You feel me? And Rock Nation. So that dinner party album was by Ninth Wonder, um, Terrace Martin, and um, Man, I forget the other dude's name. It was like two other jazz musicians, though. You mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're all in, they're all coincide with each other. They're all a part of the same camp. You feel me? So, uh, how that dinner party kind of sound like? A lot of this shit that I'm gonna put out is gonna like sound have that same not the same type of sound, but similar vibe. I would say similar energy. Mm-hmm. I kind of get that from you though, because I I always make sure to like listen through everyone's catalog from their first album till now. And um, I kind of noticed that you kind of, not melodic in a way that's like trying to catch a wave, yeah. but more of like, you're experimenting. And I've started to know that, notice that from your very first album to now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So is that all purposeful then? It's definitely purposeful. I, I, um, I, uh, I just like to try to be the best artist I can be, bro. Like, and that's what everything with producing, with um, you know, melodic shit, you know, rapping. You know what I mean? Like, I took a break from fucking producing beats for like fucking four years just because you know I I was signed to Interscope for a while, and so they signed me for for uh, rap. You know what I mean? So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just put all my focus on rap. I want to be the best rapper. Like I'm label mates with fucking Kendrick and J. Cole, you feel me? Like I'm literally recording right next, the studio right next to Kendrick, you feel me? I'm crossing paths with these guys. So it's like, yeah, you know, so I'm like, fuck, I gotta, you know, focus just on this rap shit because this is what I'm signed for. So for a minute, like, you know, I just was focused on that. And then, you know, the melodic shit came out, you know, I'm just testing everything, bro, testing the water, trying to, you know, be the best artist I could be. That's a good point, though. I feel like if you're going to get signed and you feel like it's for rap, you kind of feel like you get put into, like, a stereotype and it's just exactly. kind of hard for you to break out of that? Yeah, bro. Like, the whole time I was signed, like, oh, this sounds too much like Kendrick. Oh, this sound like Schoolboy Q. This sound like... Now everybody saying I sound like fucking Nipsey. I'm like, bro, I, yeah. I just realized, though, that they only say that because those are, like, the top people that they can compare me to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just... It's just, it's it's not an insult like I was taking it, you feel me? Like, cause I don't want to sound like anybody, you know what I mean? It's just the only people that they can think of to be like, yo, you remind me of, you feel me this, like, you know, and I look at it now as a, as a compliment. Do you feel like these are like, cause what I've noticed when I've like tapped into the music scene, I see that a lot too with certain artists, but do you feel like it's people that say that are more like friends or are they other artists? Cause I feel like, when it comes to like artists, they try not to like label each other as another artist. Yeah, it's definitely friends, you know, and like, you know, fans and stuff more than other artists. Other artists, you know, they respect, you know, my, my artistry, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of artists that I've been in the studio with. I don't know if you heard of uh, Joey Fats. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my great friends. Like, I've been knowing him since middle school, bro. Like, Oh, shit. Yeah, so me and him, we in the studio a lot, and he always, you know, punks <laughs> me up and lets me know, like, like, bro, you a cold lyricist. You know what I mean? Like, 
So it's definitely fans and stuff that's and friends that says that the most. Like rarely any artists say that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like once you like dive into like an actual music scene, it's like a total different like universe. It's like just a whole community that everyone like understands each other's lingo. Every, like if you bring up some like if you're hanging out with just like friends at like a dinner party or whatever, and you bring up some random other friend, you know. Yeah. No one's going to know the other friend, you know? But if you're, like, hanging out with, like, Game or someone, and you're like, oh, yeah, Terrace Martin. He's like, oh, shit, yeah, of course. I know who that is. Like, yeah. everyone knows each other somehow. Nah, definitely. It's definitely a, a, a alternate universe, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> it, does. You know I mean? it, de- it definitely feels like that. And a lot of things that has happened in my life, I'll I be like, yo, how the fuck did I even end up in this room? Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it's definitely, like, some type of... uh I would say magnetic pull to where everybody ended up knowing everybody. You know what I mean? That's fucking nuts. That's what I love about it though. Yeah. Likewise. Even like, it's just crazy how it works. Like I, I I always say I, I either switch between, I don't know, or IDK, but you know, the artist IDK. Yeah. Like, like he had, um, he just released a, it was like a few months ago into this like pandemic thing, but he released an album that was, I think it was for, like, LeBron James's like, documentary or some shit like that. Yep, I know what you're talking about. And, and um, like, on his 495 song, like, I was looking up the credits, and somehow Logic's, Logic is on the credits, and they, they don't have a song together, wow. you know? I'm, like, it's just, like, in general, like, from west to east coast, whatever coast you're on, yeah. you just somehow get connected when you actually dive into, that that music community. I would say it's, I would say it's, uh... Like from an artist's point of view, I would say it's what what it is you're trying to manifest and and uh, what you you know like every it's it's some artist that is on the same plane as you like you know what I mean and they they're trying to get the same message out that you're trying to get out so you eventually just like I said it's that magnetic pull like you mm-hmm. eventually just run into these people and you'd be like damn I, I vibe with this dude very well like like game me and game like. I done been to bro house, all type of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, you know, bro, like bro called me his best friend. You feel me? Like, so it's just like, Shit. you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I kind of pattern, you know, my, my come up off of his because, you know, from stories that he tell me, it was just so relatable. You know mm. what I mean? So I could see IDK and Logic getting in the studio. You know, I feel like they yeah. have a lot in common. You know what I mean? Like, it's usually that's just how it happens, bro. It's that, it's that magnetic pull, bro. <laughs> that's fucking nuts holy shit so when it came to like meeting people like the game or like signing to these record labels what did you do differently than everyone else like is it the way you marketed yourself or because i guess there's a ton of artists that like what i've noticed a lot of artists like start in the church even yeah they start in the choir or something and they have a come up from that so like definitely starting young is important but after that what did, what did you do like is it come down to marketing just knowing the right people bro i i honestly don't know how the fuck i got more on that right now. <laughs> no cap i'm not even like you feel me like it's just pure universe bro and me manifesting myself around people i just random randomly met people that randomly took me places you feel me and i randomly ended up signing to interscope you feel me of course i had music and all of that stuff you know what i mean but the the relationships and the meetings were random like I, when i signed the interscope i literally walked in the building by myself no lawyer no team no nothing just 
me conducting an Interscope deal. You know what I mean? So it was just, just random shit, bro. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to like signing to labels, because I know like a lot of artists, they either want to go the independent route or they're like, I need to sign to a label to feel like I'm somebody. I feel like one thing that artists think is really important is the streams. Like, do you think there's like a number of streams you reach and then art, like let record label starts reaching out to you? Because I feel like that's like a... It's like a mindset a lot of artists get into. They have to reach this certain amount of strings and then it's going to make it for them. Um, definitely, like, you know, but there's some artists that got so many strings and, and, you know, labels never reach out to them. You know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> I signed a deal, bro. I had no fucking strings. Mm. Like, I probably had fucking 2,000 Instagram followers. You feel me? Like, it was, it was just like, it's, it's purely off who you know, bro. Yeah, you feel me? I just happened to build a relationship with the, one of the ANRs up there. Shout out to Manny Smith. You feel me? And um, shit, it just you know. And then I end up meeting. A, I don't know if you ever heard of Stat Quo. You feel me? Dude, he was on um, the Games' um Blood Moon album. Yeah, so Stat Quo is the one that literally, like, I was already conducting business with Interscope, but when Stat Quo got involved with me, is when the deal was solidified. Holy shit. Yeah. Damn. I feel like that's important for artists to realize because I feel like... Because it's weird because when it comes to being an artist, there's just so many different ways to make it or blow it up. Blow up. It's like it's like when you're looking up, if you like Google, how to make a good song. Yeah. Like the generic way to make a good song is never going to actually work. There's just so many... It's just so many different ways to make it. In a sense. I mean, I always tell people, you never know if you got a good song until everybody likes it anyway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would say just make your truth. <laughs> yeah. You know, make your truth. Make make your music. Like you said, you, you hear that I experiment a lot. And, you know, people will, you know, hear that and realize that. You know what I mean? Like, so I would, and, and be inspired by it like you, like how we connecting right now. You feel me? So... I would say mm -hmm. just go in that motherfucker and speak your truth and, and be you. For sure. And then the fans is going to come. Somebody out there going to be related, be able to relate to what you're saying. You know what I mean? If it's, mm -hmm. if it's genuine. hundred percent. Yeah. So when it comes to, cause you said for the true Colors song on the 1992 album, mm -hmm. it was, people didn't really notice that until your, the, the latest album that game did born to rap. But for you personally, what do you what do you think was more like influential for you to do? Like more important for you to do the True Colors one, or the one you just did the, the Carmen Electra one? Well, the True Colors definitely because that 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 was my debut, bro. And like I went off, I went on a whole tour off that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I got like a lot of blogs, you know, hit me up, fucking uh, two dope boys. You feel me? Hot new hip hop. Mm. Hip Hop DX, I was on all these blogs and it gave me a lot of um, notoriety. You know what I'm saying? So I would say both of them, honestly, because once I did the Born to Rap, it just solidified like, okay, he's really here. Like, you know what I mean? Like that wasn't just a one-time thing. You know what I mean? And now he's on a track with fucking Mozzie and shit. Like, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, and before I did that track with Mozzie, I already had my own song with Mozzie too. So 
it was just like me and the bros in the fucking studio. You know what I mean? (laughs) So yeah, I would say say both of them were equally important. Yeah, I feel that. That's just fucking crazy, dude. Like, Game is honestly probably just like my favorite artist. Like, I love Lil Wayne, but like, the game just always puts out crazy shit. Definitely. Definitely. Quality shit, too. Like, it just, you know, should be amazing. Mm. I hope, you know, I was in the, the whole Born a Rap session. I was there, like, through everything. You feel me? And, like, just the vibe in that motherfucker was just like, yo, like, and then the, the Nipsey verse, you feel me? Like, mm. I got a chance to meet Nipsey through that. You feel me? Like, shit. And then the verse and all that. And then, you know, he passed away. And that's how I ended up meeting Dr. Dre, like, because we went to go mix Nipsey vocals at Dr. Dre's studio, you feel me? And so I was able, I was blessed to be able to play some music for Dr. Dre, you know, when he was just playing shit and he was like, yo, who want want the ox? I'm like, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) Yeah, so I was able to play some shit and he fucked with it, like, you feel me? Cause he was like, he told me too, he was like, this is a hard room, so you better play some hard shit. I was like, man, I'm like, now I'm really spooked. (laughs) Holy fuck. I played it. He liked it. You feel me? I was able to get it on film. You feel me? So you could actually go on YouTube and see me and Dre in the studio. Hell yeah. I saw that shit, dude. Like, yeah, bro. Shit's crazy. Damn. That must be so exciting. Just like thinking back about it. Like some people just like their favorite memory might be just like, I don't know. Go, going to like a house party with their friends or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. Something that you won't even remember because you're too wasted. Yeah. And then you could just think about all these memories of studio sessions with like Dr. Dre, the game. Like, man, I, I, I still find it hard to believe. <laughs> I, I'll be, I piss myself on the daily just to make sure I'm not dreaming. Fucking <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> nuts. Yeah, honestly. So, I did. how do you feel about when like, what I see a lot of times now is like if someone's going to like California, whether it's an artist or whoever, they always try to like make a stop at like that Nipsey Memorial where he's like the there's like the mural of him and they're always like praying or some shit. Like, yeah. how does that make you feel? I feel like I feel like that's cat. You feel exactly. me? They should, have, they should have gave my nigga his roses while he was here. You feel me? Like all that shit is cat, bro. Like you know, I ain't gonna say all of it is. You thought some people. You know, he, Nipsey might have really affected their life in a way, you know what I'm saying? So I can't say everybody, but like 6 9 and that bullshit, you feel me? Like, that was cap, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Just, you know, some of that shit just be for clout, bro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really respect that too much. Yeah, for sure. Like, just me seeing that stuff online, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you see, on, like, you go on my page, I don't, I don't really post Nip or nothing like that. You feel me? Like, if I do, it's on my story or something, but not because. I don't like him or nothing just because like like I feel like bro really made an impact on my life you feel me like and and his music is special to me and how I feel is special so you know that's between me and you know God you know what I mean like and Nick you know what I mean like I don't got to prove to everybody how much I fuck with Nick you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like that's how that's how I feel like give give them their roses while they're here you know what I mean 100% I feel like I don't know it's like I think social media is good for like artists or like a media platform if you need to like promote something. But overall, I feel like what's the point of like capturing something, in my opinion? I feel like you're there, just cherish it while you're there. 
Yeah, that's exactly. I feel the same way. A lot of times I was in these studio sessions and stuff, bro. I, you know, I ain't pulled my phone out once. You know what I mean? Like, no cameras was recording. You know, a lot of stuff was just, you know, intimate art artistry. You know what I mean? And just like I had to soak up the vibe and 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 the and the room for myself. You feel me? Before I could just pull my phone out and mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. I, you know, I had to, I wanted to feel all of that energy. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. It's funny because like there's the saying, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when you're an artist, <laughs> we like, already got it, a thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you're going to like if you're going to like a meet and greet or something like anyone realistically or if just walking down the street anyone can realistically like take a picture and then say oh this is what actually happened this is like this was such a deep moment for me but to actually like be in the studio with someone or actually spend genuine time actually just talking to someone is so much deeper than like a picture oh it definitely is bro it definitely it's like, is it's, it's, you know i got so much motivation and uh so many pet talks and from legends you know what i mean like and, and people that I look up to that are called my mentors, like Stackwell is one of my mentors today. Mm. You feel me? We still in, you know, in, in cahoots with each other, you know, even though the Interscope thing fell apart, but you know, I still get advice from him. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, bro, like it's deeper when you, when you actually have the relationship, I would tell people like, you know, people think it's about streams and money and all that. Like, nah, it's about building relationships in this industry. You feel me? Mm -hmm. It's ups and downs all the time. So, you know, if you got that good bond with people that's still in this game, you know, making moves and making shit happen, like it's kind of impossible for you to fall off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For sure. Building relationships is the best. You know, Whack 100, that's another dude. Like, you feel me? Oh, shit. Give me hella game. You know what I mean? Like, I could call him right now, all that. You know what I mean? So, damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking crazy. Yeah. True story. Holy shit. True story. When so right now, are you signed or are you managed or how are you going about making music right now? Oh, I'm I'm independent right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm independent. I, I'm uh, I'm trying to stay independent. You feel me? If I do do any business with a label, it's just going to be a, a, a publishing deal. Mm hmm you know what I'm saying? Like something like that. Some of, not a publishing deal, excuse me, a distribution deal. Distribution, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm keeping all my publishing. <laughs> <laughs> you but, don't want to be yeah. like, you don't want to be like Big Sean and all those guys right now freaking out at Kanye. No. Uh, and Kanye, that's one of my... Um, Best I, friends? <laughs> oh, I don't even know Kanye. <laughs> I wish I knew him personally, like, but that's an idol from afar. You know what I mean? It's a mentor from afar, like, but far as the business and all that and people you know him owing people money that's the game bro why do you think they call it the game you know what i mean like it's a fucking game and if you don't know all the rules to this shit then that's kind of on you you feel me and when big sean first signed that deal i guarantee you he didn't give a fuck about how much money he wasn't getting because he had money that he didn't have before mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah so now it's just like now he's this artist and he want all of his you know he's trying to be a businessman and you know, so now you gotta just you gotta play that game to get your shit back. Mm -hmm. Dude, his song with Nipsey though. Oh yeah, that's reverence. amazing. Holy shit! I fuck with Big Sean too. Like that's another artist that I, I I truly fuck with. Like his music. So when it, I think it's always important to ask artists 
especially ones that have gone through like you know being signed and unsigned like and being independent what are the pros and cons of being signed and what are the pros and cons of being independent well if you the pros of being signed if you're an artist that already has um you know so much notoriety a stream you got you know millions of streams you got followers you know you know, stuff like that. The the pros of signing to a record label is you have that machine to push you now to, you know, have shit, even more millions of uh, views and followers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the cons, I would say, is you don't have as much freedom anymore to just mm-hmm. be you. You know what I'm saying? So if you already have a following and all of these streams and all this, what the fuck you need a label for anyway? You know what I'm saying? You can keep 100% of all your shit. You mm. feel me? The label might be able to push it a little more. You got more, you know, streams now, more of this, but shit, they taking damn near half of that from you. So in the in the, in the the end of it all, you still only got the same amount of money you started with to begin with. <laughs> so what's the point? You know what I mean? Mm. That's why a lot of artists in today's time are, are, are going independent. Mm. What's the biggest takeaway that you got from being signed? Like, what are some some things that you've learned that has helped you continue your independent career? I, I learned I learned how the industry works. You know, I learned what labels want. You know what I mean? As far as music, the type of music that they want, because there is an agenda of certain music that they only want to put out. You feel me? So I learned that, and. Um, Shit, I met I, uh, the connections I've made through just being in that building and stuff, you know, with like execs and like, you feel me, other artists, you feel me, that were signed, that still signed, that, you know, still look out for me, you know, with features or if I need some beats or something like that, you know what I mean? So at the end of it all, the relationship is the, the, the best thing that I got from being in that industry world. For sure. So when you learned more about the industry, like, was it disheartening in a way or did you learn was it like a positive experience actually understanding how the industry worked or you're like oh shit my dreams of thinking this was like a beautiful thing is kind of shattered and it's kind of gross and ugly when you actually get into the roots of everything i mean in a way yeah i felt like it was ugly because i didn't have as much freedom to make the music that fucking got me signed to begin with it was like they was trying to make me into an artist that i wasn't you know what I mean? Mm. But it was just like that was that was the ugly part for me. You know what I mean? Like like damn, I ain't got no freedom and shit. So once you know, I finally left. I was still working with game. I just left Interscope and I ended up on Born and Rap. Like what are damn. the odds of that shit? You feel me? Like so. Like at the end of the day, I just feel free. Like once I left, I'm like, oh, I'm free. I could do anything I want. Put whatever music I want to put. You feel me? Like, and tap into the sound that I know is inside of me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was that was my experience with that. Shout and out I to Interscope, like- though. They, they looked out for me, you feel me, for years. The checks were lovely. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit was great. You feel me? I ain't got no bad blood with Interscope or none of that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's time for me to do me now. For sure. When I hear about artists talking about like in the industry, like certain labels trying to mold them into a specific artist. Is it something that you notice right away? Or is it like 
a year down the road and you're like, oh shit, this is actually not what I'm all about. This is not what my music's well, about. Or me, is it- for me, I didn't notice it right away. You know, I can't speak on all artists. You know, some may notice it right away, some may not. For me, you know, I I had the money blinding me. Feel me? I had the the uh, opportunities to walk inside these Interscope buildings. Like I said, I'm recording right next door to Kendrick, Jid, all of these big artists. So it was just like I was blinded by all of that shit. You feel me? Like, and I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like, okay, whatever they tell me, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm, that's what I'm going to do because I felt like that was what was going to get me to the top. You feel mm. me? But it didn't work out like that. You know what I mean? So I would say, you know, I would say if you're an artist, man, and you sign to a label, you feel me? Just try to be yourself as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So when like, when you have friends that are artists that reach out to you that may be up and coming and they talk to you about like record labels, do you kind of lean them towards being independent or do you're like, if it works for you, sign to a label? Like what are your conversations with your friends? I tell them, I tell them if it, if it works for you, you know, it'll work. Like, you know what I mean? Especially if they got like a good following. I'm like, bro, you just need to go in there and get you a distribution deal. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't sign no album deals, no, none of that shit. You know what I mean? Like, Go in there, get you a distribution deal. You already got a following. Keep doing your thing. You know what I mean? Like, basically, so I guess I would say I kind of push them towards the independent route. It's just more money in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and pretty much, like, unless you're an artist like Drake or something, you know what I mean? Like, then, yeah, the label is going to be lovely for you. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're their top-selling artist. So they're going to mm-hmm. accommodate you and make sure anything you want, you get. You know what I mean? Like, but when you're an upcoming artist, like trying to get to that Drake level, oh man, you gotta go through some doors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So with your new project, what's the title of it? Nostradamus. Mm. Yeah. What's the goal with it? Well, uh, of course, I know you you heard of Nostradamus before, right? The the vampire? No, Nostradamus was a philosopher, I would say. Oh shit. Somebody. <laughs> I was thinking of Nosferatu. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, nah, nah, nah. He like, he like, if you look him up, like, you know, he's up there with like Leonardo da Vinci and all of them type of people. You know, one of them people that predicted, you know, um, things that were gonna happen or whatever. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm a blood from LA, and we call ourselves Damus. You feel me? So, I just took the S off and called my shit Nostradamus. You feel me? Like, mm. so I'm like, you know, predicting shit for my life. And for, you know, the hood, you feel me? You know what I mean? Like, so the goal behind it was, I'm trying to, uh, basically I'm expressing to everybody how my life changed, you feel me? Once I made a decision to focus on music and and putting my message out there, you feel me? And Mm. how how much good thing gravitated towards me rather than me being out in the street selling drugs and you feel me, all the other shit, you know, cause I didn't went to jail, all that shit in my life too. So this album basically explains like, you feel me, you can make a positive change. Like, you feel me, and, and you know, look, use me as an example, you feel me? So that's, that's the goal. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> appreciate it. I like it. <laughs> so what was the process behind making this album? Did it take a long time? Is it? Was this all during this whole quarantine deal or? It was definitely during the quarantine, like like right when the quarantine started. It took me about, I'd say three months to put it together. 
you know, in the midst of like me working on other projects and shit at the same time, because I got about five projects sitting right now. You feel oh, me? So, shit. Yeah, I was just bouncing back and forth different projects, like you feel me? Like, but Nostradamus was one like Eric G came through with them beats. And Nostradamus was one like every time he played a beat for me, I was like, oh, I hear something. You feel me? Like, let's go. You feel me? So that one was like my main focus. That's why it's coming out first. Mm. Yeah. That's exciting. And like, so the picture on your Instagram, is that what it's going to look like? It's kind of like, yep. it's like West Side Guns album, kind of. Did you see that? The the Sunshine album? I forget what the title of it was. But it was like a, it was like a drawing, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the cover. It's a canvas. Yeah. It's an actual canvas. Like the same producer that produced all the beats drew the actual cover. Because he's an oh, shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it gets real deep, like, and... You know, it's hidden messages within the cover and all that. Like, if you listen to the album and look at the cover, you'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you feel me? Like, and yeah, so that's the cover. We just laid it out on the, on the line. You feel me? Took a nice little picture. And like, once I seen the picture, I was just like, yeah, I love this. This has to be the cover. Like, you know what I mean? So, that's exciting. Yeah, that is the cover. That's crazy. So when is that one coming out? October 25th. Is there a reason for that date or just because... You were ready for it? Um, it's always a reason behind everything, you feel me? I'm a big numerologist too, you feel me? So oh, shit. I'm not gonna say what it is, you know, right now because I want the album to drop and all of that first, you feel me? But yes, there is a reason behind it, you feel me? And those numbers add up to mean something. Damn. <laughs> That's hella exciting, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you could kind of go add it up on your own, like and go on Google and be like, yo, what is the number 25 mean what is you feel me add the numbers up and see you know what i mean and come up with your own conclusion that's why i'm not going to say exactly what it means for me i would want to give everybody else their opportunity to see if it means something for them as well Mm -hmm. for sure well dude like i was really excited to talk to you and you say you're an introvert but i feel like you're easy to talk to as fuck (laughs) and like i feel like i can just fucking nerd out with you about music (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. It's a pleasure talking to you as well, man. I'm glad that we was able to connect. Yeah, for sure. So I always ask every guest, what is some advice that you have for up-and-coming artists, creators, influencers? I would say go with your first mind and don't take no advice from me. Because <laughs> I ain't perfect. You feel me? I don't know shit. I'm a student to the game. A wise man knows he knows nothing at all. So just Mm. forever be a student and get as much knowledge and um, studies as you can with what it is that you're trying to do, whether it's rap or whatever it is in life. For sure. Well, man, I end the podcast by saying this is the NAS podcast, and then my guest says their name. So this is the NAS podcast with... Osby Chill in the building. The real Osby Chill, to be exact. (laughs) 